In this episode of The Full Nerd... Oh, damn it. What the hell? Computex Roundup. That's what we're going to say. Okay. In this episode of The Full Nerd, Computex Roundup. Simple enough. That's all of my brain can handle. Welcome to episode one something something. No, 217. Of 217 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Mong. I saw a special episode from the previous special episode that we did earlier this week. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Chargis. Hello, Internet. Elena Yee. Hello, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray, controlling the vertical and horizontal. Uh, Gordon, this is this is our third time streaming this week. This has been a, a lot of streams this week. Yeah, I almost, I, it doesn't feel like it. That was started Sunday night. Well, yeah. Sunday night for Sun, us. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday afternoon, late Sunday night. Well, Monday afternoon in Taipei, and then we did it again. On Tuesday with Tuesday, AMD. AMD, that was a great one. And then uh, uh, we're back again for, uh, you know, post-show uh, uh, talk analysis. Well, I'll, I'll say uh, we're, we're going to get into the AMD. New- Whoa. Whoops, wrong one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. Uh, Such a good show. We have that. to run the intro So, twice. yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, um, we, 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 we have some corrections to get into uh, the, the AMD news because there's definitely been some changes since we even talked to AMD corrections yes. on their corrections. Um, but before we get to that, why don't you just quickly recap the AMD news uh, for, for the people who might not know what, what happened during their press conference? Yeah, so I think, uh, let's see, what's the first thing? Uh, plenty of laptops. Uh, there's a lot of AMD. It was the official unwrap for Ryzen 6000 at, at Computex. Tons of new designs. Uh, I think like 70 at, at Computex or something like that. They are really kind of going strong with laptops. I mean, and real quick, we, we did talk about this with them as well, but the the idea that AMD is getting into more and more laptops. I mean, that's still that's still a monumental thing. I mean, only a couple of years ago, AMD was still kind of you know like barely getting into laptops. I mean, it feels like AMD is really making a push here. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's been the the change uh, that I mean, AMD's position in mobile is something they've never been in ever before. Um, I I will tell you, I remember going to meetings with AMD, you know, like twelve years ago, and they'd have just the ugliest. <laughs> plasticky trashiest laptop in the world and i no disrespect but they were just trashy ugly laptops and the reason they had them is because you know you want your own product those are the amd laptops you were not getting premium laptops with amd processors a decade ago and and now we have seen a you know complete switch where you are getting very very premium as well as unique designs in laptops featuring amd that you know you really there's it, it long has been Intel is premium. I went the Intel premium. Give me the luxury stuff with the Intel inside. And really what's really changed is people are apparently asking for AMD in their premium laptops too, because there's, there's, they're, 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 uh, they're selling them, right? There's a lot of vendors okay. making them. There's an awesome ThinkPad. We had that really nice Asus. There's everybody's got these really nice laptops. I tell you what, I found it very interesting that Corsair announced its first ever laptop. Like Corsair's making laptops now, first one it's ever made, and it's all AMD. And I'm like, that that says a lot to me. Yeah, the Corsair Voyager, which I mean, that was a lot. Of, there was a lot of laptop news, but they specifically called out uh, one of these is the, the Voyager, which is a laptop designed for streamers. So it has an FHD streaming grade webcam, 
uh, integrated Elgato uh, stream deck software, and of course it has these ver- the buttons on top. So, uh, and, yeah, I'll, I'll even say for me too. Uh, I mean, one of the things that Elgato, which is uh, owned by Corsair, uh, you know, and has Elgato features in here, Elgato branded, um, the uh, Elgato has definitely made a push for NVENC. So, like, to go just, hey, this is a streaming machine, and it's all AMD is definitely, definitely not the way I thought they would have gone. Uh, huh. Interesting. So, yeah. That will be interesting, because I, I had no idea they were making a big push with uh, N- NV Encode. I kind of wonder if the NV Encode performance will outperform the advantage uh, this is an AMD Advantage laptop, so it's Radeon, it's Ryzen. But I kind of wonder if first-gen software is like it'll still run. That's one of those situations where it's always kind of embarrassing because. Well, I, 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 w- I mean, they they have support. I'm I'm not going to say like it was only NVENC. I'm just saying like you yeah. know they they definitely were like hey you know it, uh, you know NVENC is is where where the industry is at. That that's kind of you know right where where they get behind. So it's uh, it's different. It's also a good sign, too, because it, it sort of says that if, you know, it has been an advantage for NVIDIA because they're so strong with streaming, NV Encode is so good. If AMD probably has not put a lot of resources to it, they're considerably smaller than NVIDIA and Intel. If they're going to be like, hey, we, we got to get better at this, that's one way to do it, too. But I'm still saying that's often where you get like, oh, it's actually embarrassing that the competitor is better initially. It may not be that way in, you know... 12 months or six months even, but sometimes that's what happens when everybody has been pushing one design and suddenly has to adopt yours. So that's a new laptop. Oh, and by the way, it has a touch bar, Gordon. Yeah, the touch bar is the cool thing. That's, oh, is it a touch bar? I, uh, you know, some people are like, oh, it's just ripping off the MacBook. It's it's a touch bar, Gordon. You know, <laughs> I, really, I really like the short-term memory of Apple people because it's like, well, you stole our touch bar. Uh, I kind of remember Razer having touch and other PC having, you know, like basically small screens that were touch based well before the Mm -hmm. touch bar ever came out. But it's funny how they never go like, well, we, you know, well, Razer invented that. It's like, uh, no, because it's like, oh, we invented it. Now you're copying. It's just ridiculous. That's just your standard issue. Stupid Mm -hmm. idiots of uh, everybody. I'm saying that because it's like. (laughs) <laughs> I've realized like a lot of brand fans are basically no different than NBA fans. I was telling this <laughs> the other day, like you really, it's just like, and I'm, and I'm saying that because I, I do follow a lot of NBA Twitter because it's great for trash talk, but a lot of it is just simply stupid trash talk that really you, if you, all you really need is a smell of beer on their breath as they're <laughs> typing it in to, to really understand it. But <laughs> I kind of feel like a lot of brands have gotten like to the like, oh, you know, I'm just going to say something terrible, even though you did something good, because I'm a stupid fan. That's like, you know, I'm a hamster pushing on the food bar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, to transition from that uh, to keep going on, on laptops, they also had uh, a new chip. Yeah. So the, uh, yeah, that's, that is the big news is they, you know, they, they broke out Ryzen 7000 series. You know, it's officially recognized as Ryzen 7000, Zen 4 core. Oh, no, I'm talking about laptop. Oh, laptop. Men- Men- Mendocino. Oh, the Mendes- Mendocino. Yeah, yeah, that was the other skip one. over that. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. And actually, that might be the one that's probably the most important to people because you have uh, AMD developing a low-cost CPU 
to make lower cost laptops better. It's going to be quad core. It's going to have SMT, and it's also going to have RDNA two graphics. And the idea is in uh, is to basically sort of like this, you know, lower. I mean, like what sub seven hundred, six hundred dollar. You mm-hmm. know, like kind of those. A lot of those laptops get kind of like you know second rate CPUs, and the whole idea is to make. Yep. You know, a CPU that sort of appeals to that class, you know, you don't need eight cores. You don't even need six cores for a lot of those people. You're just browsing. So it kind of reminded me of the whole like iPhone SE philosophy a bit, you know, where it's like you're taking older architecture, but you're kind of putting a a little bit more of a modern spin on it and then putting it into more affordable hardware, which I think is great. I think a lot of Mm -hmm. people in that price point don't need the cutting edge bells and whistles. So it's a good way to get good performance without paying a ton for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I found I found it interesting that it is uh, very, very similar to the custom Aerith chip that they made for the Steam Deck. The Aerith chip has Zen 2 cores like that and RDNA 2, and it even has similar TDP wattages and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were kind of developed, not necessarily hand-in-hand, but they you know, played off each other. Uh, and they might turn out to be pretty all right gaming cheap laptops too if you dial down the resolution even so yeah. well the, they you look were, at the they, specs it matches the steam deck a whole lot that's cool I, but they they were quick to to temper expectations on the rdna too hey you know it's it's not meant to be a gaming part uh right but i mean yeah i mean there's lightweight games that will probably run just fine yeah i mean there's always older light duty games at work but i i think people a lot of people the expectation is now you're going to get a really cheap CPU with really great integrated graphics, and that may not necessarily be the case because it's really just simply it may sort of be these are the parts that didn't make the cut for Steam. Like maybe some of the CUs got to be shut off, and now we're going to put them into. Is it how many cores in the Steam Deck? Is it four? I don't know that off the top of my head. I just I don't. Unfortunately, I don't know that. But I kind of wonder if like maybe this is just sort of like the the dregs of those sort of being uh, reused as well as a possibility. Uh, Zen two four core eight thread. Yeah. So you know maybe the CUs some of the CUs got shut off um, during you know they don't they didn't make the cut so they had to turn them off. That could potentially be it maybe. But I think the main thing is people should not expect this to be awesome gaming for ultra low budget it probably will play some games but right it's more of a we're giving you at least some and i mean we we have a video you know or uh we you know we always talk about that that 700 dollar acer nitro 5 right you know i mean this is not going to compete with you know no (laughs) that acer nitro 5 for sure but yeah yeah no you're not gonna you're not gonna run up like it's a 1650 in there i think uh i don't remember i can't remember rtx 3050 maybe oh maybe it's a 3050 yeah Anyway, but yeah, the, the the big desktop news, the big desktop news, Gordon. Yeah, Ryzen seven thousand, Zen Zen four. Uh, they've doubled the L two cache, so now it's one meg per core. They have shown off sixteen core counts, and all the indicators will be the sixteen core, probably be the the top end uh, part at launch. Uh, they have increased the single thread uh, performance by fifteen percent in Cinebench R twenty three. And the max boost is up over 5 gigahertz. In fact, they showed a game demo running, uh, not not running liquid chillers, not extreme cooling, uh, basically a standard CLC. 280, I think is what they said. 280 running yep. at 5.5 gigahertz, right? So that's, that's pretty impressive. And there's yeah. also going to be some new expanded AI instructions. 
Yeah, didn't they say it's like ranging between like 5.2 to 5.5 on all cores? I think so. But I mean, I, I think, it, yeah. Um, and there's there was going to be a little more, more about that later. Uh, it is, of course, constructed very similarly to previous uh designs it's a chiplet so you have you have two two chips two uh compute chips and then you have the io die underneath that that's going to bring pcie 5 ddr5 only by the way no ddr4 here and then a new advanced uh, low power architecture and rdna2 graphics in the io die yeah across across the uh, he didn't say the whole line but i mean yeah during during the interview he was just like yeah the, yeah essentially saying that it was across the whole line yeah i mean i, 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 I go ahead i think that's a huge addition to ryzen uh one of the big drawbacks of the am4 generation is the fact that it doesn't have integrated graphics in any way and they during the interview came out and said hey this is basically you know super basic light up the monitor display kind of a deal uh but that's great because if you buy a ryzen chip now you have to get a graphics card and as we've seen in the last couple of years Having to buy a graphics card is a bad place to be these days. <laughs> yeah. So adding these uh, basic integrated graphics into Ryzen, I think, is a big deal. Yeah. I also do think... I, the, go ahead. Did you... Oh, I was just going to say they mentioned it during the, that podcast, but I honestly think it's pretty huge to have that for troubleshooting. It's one of those things that you kind of just say and you just kind of forget about, but when you need to troubleshoot, it is very clutch to have that because otherwise it's so aggravating yes. to try to figure out what the problem is otherwise. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, as a practical benefit, it's nice to have. It, interestingly to me, like it doesn't feel like that's just like one in a in a hundred kind of applications for me. I I think the 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 bigger picture for AMD I know, it's not is fancy enough for you. No, I <laughs> I no. I mean, there's other reasons. Like, I don't really care about the graphics cores, and I guess you know I care more about having the encode, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the VCE, you have mm-hmm. the encoding engine, which mm-hmm. to me has been the big sell on on the Intel side. Is you get QuickSync. I mean, nobody. <laughs> Nobody went into the Intel bar to get like, hey, give me some of your UHD graphics. No, it's like <laughs> they went to QuickSync and like, oh, you want the free UHD with it? And that's kind of what you got. I think sort of the bigger picture, though, which uh, Robert said and, and Frank is like, it's um, you got to look at the enterprise market. So the commercial space, a lot of these cheap boxes, you go into the doctor and they've got that POS small form factor box sitting on the on the cart, the medical cart with the monitor. That is not running a uh, RTX 3090 in it. That basically is going to be running integrated graphics. And to be able to go to vendors and say, look, you can now sort of sell a Ryzen-based, you know, uh, basic, you know, box systems that you don't have to have uh, discrete graphics. It brings the price down, makes it a lot cheaper, everything, because you don't have to need the power for it. It just significantly decreases the cost. I think that's probably the bigger sell for AMD. It's, I don't think it was done for us necessarily but it does it does we get the nice benefits of the of the encode and we also get the the troubleshooting now i agree it's useful sometimes but i'm just picturing you now at the doctor's office constantly trying to evaluate what's inside the hardware you see don't you always every time you go in you (laughs) like you go and you look about them poking at me in weird places (laughs) really uh, uh, i mean i do do especially if you see like a a a dell workstation or something i'm like man how old is that is that a celeron you know like what's you know what what are they running in there yeah well you know most of them are just dumb terminals right so the ones that for i 
I I have Kaiser, so it's a very large, you know, health organization, and it's essentially a dumb terminal connected to, you know, a mini or mainframe somewhere else, which is better probably for security. So I, it's to me, it's weird. It's like why even use this whole? Maybe maybe it's for the ergonomics or something because it feels like a laptop would be a better choice. But mm-hmm. you know, it also uh, those little tiny, you know, terrible machines are better because. You can use a monitoring keyboard for, you know, 10 or 15 years. You can yeah. just swap that box out as you need it once in a while. So, yep. Uh, and they do. Um, yeah. What were we going to Oh, I was going. going. I was going to keep going on, keep going. on, 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 on Zen 4. Uh, the other, of course, uh, big news is AM5 officially yep. here. Uh, and actually, it's actually Zen 4, but Zen 4 will have 24 lanes of PCIe 5. That's that's basically in the CPU too. It's actually twenty eight because twenty four in the CPU and then an additional uh, four that's going to connect to the PCH. I they weren't really sure whether it's Gen four or Gen five. I suspect Gen five because if you have Gen five elsewhere on the board, it, it seems like I, we'll have to see when we <laughs> see the full full info on that. Uh, and then also fourteen up to fourteen uh, USB. C ports at up to 20 gigs. Up to 14? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Wow, that's up a lot. To, yeah, I'm sure that's, they just have a ton. It's probably up to the board makers how they want to implement it. They may want to, you know, not use as yeah. many. And then HDMI 2.1 and DisplayPort. Two, two DisplayPort, two ports, up to four total ports coming off of the, uh, the RDNA graphics, RDNA 2 graphics in the IO die. Sounds like a really solid platform upgrade. Like they're definitely plumbing the pipe for the next long-lived socket. Yeah, and I I do want to bring up this one thing, huh? I'm not seeing it here. Why am I the the Interesting. I'm not seeing the slide that has 175 watts on here or 170 watts up to. Maybe I missed it. Let me go back. <laughs> um yeah, well, real quick on on the port stuff. Uh, that is one thing AMD was talking about, you know. And we've we've said, hey, will the AM5 platform have the longevity and the staying power that AM4 did, and you know, being able to kind of upgrade over the years, uh, you know? And they're like, hey, some of the things we need to put in, sure, maybe you not, won't get the benefit from using PCI. Uh, Gen 5 on a, a GPU now, but who knows in, you know, five years, <laughs> you know, when we're, when we're, we're mature in this platform, maybe that will be a thing. So they kind of had to sit down and think long term about that, which is different from Intel because Intel is usually like, okay, you know, we're, we'll deal with what's here in the now for the most part and then dump it <laughs> overboard for what's next. So, yeah, I mean, I, I know people, People that like to do upgrades, I like it. I like to be able to like. It's incredible to put a fifty eight hundred X three D into a four year old motherboard. But I also do understand the sort of the strengths of sort of refreshing everything because now you're not left with people with PCIe you know three and USB three one five gig ports. It just all the rest of it gets pretty old around it sometimes if you sort of stick with that. There is an advantage to the Intel side. Um, and yep. I, the socket is uh, seventeen hundred and eighteen pins, which we've already sort of known. A- eighteen more than, 18 than more Intel, pins. so bigger bar, better. And it's fully compatible with socket AM four coolers so far that we know. Looks like they it. said, yeah. I mean, they say it, but you know, let's let's always let's hope it, it all works out that way. Um, it's yep. so you should be able to just basically take your AM four cooler, put it on your AM five board, 
be ready to go. What about your AM2 cooler? Yeah, actually, you can literally. We have an old AM2 cooler here. I'm going to try it on an AM5 board. I'm mm-hmm. I'm confident it will actually fit <laughs> from an N4 board. That's for people who know when yes. Nvidia used to make AMD chipsets a long, long time ago. And then the 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 TDP does increase from you know our hottest 5950 x at 105 watts to 170 watts now. So it's about a what 60 percent increase. Wait, I'm still a little confused on this part because I thought the 170 was for the socket power. So, like, that's the maximum it yeah, can put out. It but got, it's not necessarily that, an indication of a TDP of the upcoming ships. Like, I feel like they haven't announced that yet. Yeah. Well, and that, that's what they told us right? on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, that's what they told us on Tuesday because that was Gordon's first question well, to actually, AMD. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to point this out because um, on Sunday, I read the actual slide says native support for up to 170 watts. Uh, Gordon Sunday said that's 170 watt TDP. Uh, Dr. Ian Cutrice, who's like 10x smarter than me, says, I think that's PPT. I, cause I was talking with them and it's not really TDP, it's PPT, socket power. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh, interesting. Well, I, you know, I know Ian's right cause he's way smarter than me. <laughs> and then on Tuesday, uh, Robert confirmed that it was 170 watt, uh, TDP, not PPT, which is socket power. Wait, and then last no, night, no, he, he said, yeah, no, on no, Tuesday, he, he said TTP. T- he said yeah. TDP. No, he said, no, no in, in, uh, the, in the interview, I thought he said specifically that socket power. Yeah, he said, that so- yeah, he yeah, said socket power. Video. Right. So he said it was socket power. Okay. So he yeah. said it was socket power. So he was agreeing with Ian. And then actually last night, they said, oh, oops, it's actually TDP. <laughs> so there's been another reversal. <laughs> well, <laughs> more correct information. Um so the the actual TDP is up to 170 watts. That doesn't mean wow. you're going to get there. So the it'll be a TDP of 170. And I think, let me actually get you the PPT is roughly going to be... You said 215? Is what uh, you said? 230. 230. So PPT, so total socket power will be 230 watts. 1.35 wow. times the TDP. I just want to point this out that this is a Gordon Zoidberg moment. <laughs> it's like somehow I stumbled into being right, even though. <laughs> so somehow. So you know what you're trying to say is you know more than Robert Halleck. No, what I'm saying is like a, a broken clock is right twice, and I've, I've been right twice now. So I. Zoidberg is right. <laughs> um. So so that means that means that these these chips are going to be considerably hotter can be or could can, be. can be could be could be more more power hungry and hotter than uh than am4 yeah so yeah that that's you're going from 105 watt tdp to 170 watt and again remember even the 105 watt the ppt was higher the socket power so they're basically saying the socket can provide up to 230 watts i was looking hmm I couldn't find the, the PPT of Threadripper, but the original Threadripper, what is the TDP of the original 1950X? That was 16 cores. The TDP was 180 watts. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. So it could kind of be high-end desktop and mainstream desktop. Well, you know, the, remember, of course, the original Threadripper was pretty old you know process mm-hmm. not certainly at the time it came out was <laughs> a stunning stunning you know change for workstations and high-end pcs this is five nanometer it sounds to me like amd's basically um 
it's planning for one planning for the future and then planning for like yep. you know what we're going up against intel who says to hell with efficiency right we are just mm-hmm. gonna like we just we let just want to win before let it rip amd's i think kind of building in some some uh overhead because you're going up against intel's that not afraid to like yeah we're gonna go for it you know yeah okay we we may not be more efficient <laughs> but we are gonna lap you in performance and it feels like their AM5 is designed to anticipate having to compete with Intel on pushing very high wattage, very high power. To me, that's what I would think because Intel is not showing anything like we're getting off the gas. And if you're going to be like, oh, we're going to hold it to 105 TDP because that makes people feel better because they can buy like a lower end cooler and we are going to we are going to lose everything in performance and then you won't buy our parts. You know, I, yep. I I would think. Remember, and the thing is, 170 watts. We don't know if it'll go there, but at least having that overhead, and then also, this sort of ties into the whole point of why they put so many PCIe five lanes in in the chip, right? Yep. Because it's really a lot of PCIe five, yeah. but and I, that again sort of goes like uh, AMD's like AM five. They won't say how long it'll be around, but if it's around for five years, you shouldn't be surprised. So if you're thinking you're going to have one socket to last you from 2022 to 2028, you got to have a lot of additional, you guys have anticipate what the world's going to look like in, in five years from now. So having the higher TDP is going to help. And especially, you know, you got to, you're going to fight Intel. What, what is the cool part of having 105 TDP if they're 60% faster than you and everything, you know? (laughs) True. Yep. Uh, well, yep. real quick, v- VC just friend of the show, VC Jester says, um, in in the death match between uh, you and Robert getting the uh, the statistics right, uh, that 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 you were the winner, and that uh, that that should afford you the belt, Gordon. So I'm I'm going to come over here. <laughs> Zoidberg gets the belt. Yeah, for audio listeners, uh, just uh, a is reference for to being that right? big yeah, wrestling this the, belt. This is not even a real. Mm-hmm. No, 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 the sent us. Nerd, I'm right belt. This is not a real. This mm-hmm. is not even real, though. This is just simply. See, but I think this is not real. I, I mean, it is real. You, you are mm. physically holding it. Yeah, no, you, you are physically <laughs> holding a, a, a belt not, that says the full nerd on right world champion. It's not well deserved at all. because no, it's not mm-hmm. making any prediction. It's just simply being. <laughs> right? somehow amazingly ending up being right that's just like you can't you can't do that hey, you know, a, a, a win's a win that came about that way man <laughs> yeah right a win and is a win, a win but not is if a win. it's if you can't if you no it isn't <laughs> uh, he's he's being, being modest he's being modest no i just you know there's you gotta you gotta really feel like you've well, earned it I don't actually that, you know if there's one thing i can say that you did win on is that if you remember a couple months ago you don't have to wear it the whole time uh, yeah uh if uh if you remember, a couple months ago, we had on this this, this very show. Oh, he's putting the the belt on his he's actual. Actually, put it yeah, on I, I don't think most wrestlers actually put it around their waist, but yeah. that's fine. Uh, <laughs> they just carry it on the shoulder. Uh, <laughs> the uh, um, we had we had an episode months ago talking about is the five gigahertz wars back? I mean, we're talking about five point five gigahertz. Ha- have has a chip like ever stock? Not overclocked. I mean, I know there's extreme overclockers out there. Has there ever been a a, a clock you know that's not overclocked that hits five point five? Yeah, the uh, new twelve nine hundred KS just does that. Oh, it does okay. that at least in one core. 
Which they were only showing one core, I think, in that AMD demo too. So oh, okay, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, but but you're you're right on that. The five five gigahertz fours are back. They really are. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of impressed, right? And and part of that five gigahertz war is going to be a socket that's going to require more power. So I, that's why I was when when he said it was PPT for you know at 170 PPT would have implied that what 140 120 watt tdp or something like crazy low i was like wow that's amazing right and you can it could it can definitely be efficient if they wanted to but it also would not beat the competition i think is is the problem too yep Yep. no it makes sense it's the rest of it just building in capacity for the future yeah from everything they said and like how they worded it in the interview, it really just sounds like they're trying to cover all of their bases, right? So they're trying not to limit themselves so they can, I guess, pivot accordingly for, you know, meeting the competition, meeting what the, the market's demanding. Yeah. And you can imagine that sort of the guidance probably to board makers is, you know, have larger ROMs. Like, I mean, clearly that was a limitation a lot of the early boards. So... They know a lot more now, and I mean, honestly, AM4, when it came out, that was the first worthy AMD CPU in, in a generation. So yeah. long time. They, put it, they sort of built this thing not knowing how it was going to end up, and here we are five years later. You know, it's been a resounding success, and you got to replicate that by sort of like, they're going to take what they learned on AM4, put that into AM5, and hopefully, hopefully it all, win- all works out. But I mean, that's sort of also the issue that is a bummer is when you're if they had made the tdp too low if they sort of like had requirements very reined in to hit a certain efficiency that makes people happy that's like to scream about efficiency then they're they're really handcuffed they're really handcuffed um and then they can't compete with intel and i was just thinking like that was even with 5950x a lot of the problems with 5950x at the end not problems but sort of some of the limitations were just simply socket power i mean that's why threadripper was a bigger socket and more power if you could have had 5950 then you know in with more power it it definitely could have run harder but Mm -hmm. they they just didn't have it because they didn't anticipate but you know sort of that negative of trying to make it last for five years too Right. Yeah, I, yep. my my gut feeling tells me that it's not going to last as long as AM4 did. Really? I mean, I think it, it'll last longer than Intel, but it they probably won't keep it around as long as AM4 uh, overall. You know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised surprised if it sticks around until PCIe six and uh, DDR six become popular. I think it's just like this. AMD started off with the DDR four. And then added in PCI four, and I wouldn't be surprised if this sticks around mm. a similar four to five years. Uh, we do. Have I co- hope. My hope is that the issue. Remember, they had all the big issues with it at first. They were like, "We're not sure we're going to bring backwards compatibility to these older motherboards. We're not sure you're going to be able to drop in uh, a Ryzen five thousand into a first gen uh, X three seventy motherboard or whatever." Uh, that's because uh, they had limited. S- capacity and the little chips that are used to store all the firmware for all the different supported things. Uh, and I'm hoping they learn their lesson and put a bigger one in this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a couple uh, 
questions uh, in the chat, super chat, uh, super chats that I want to get to. Uh, Stephen Hart, a friend of the show, Stephen Hart, gave us five dollars. Thank you so much. Said, uh, "Is AMD sandbagging Zen Four IO? If so, why would they downplay their products?" <clears throat> you mean I'm trying to? Can we expand on that? I'm trying to figure out what. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, uh, expand on that while we get to the, the next one, then. Uh, the next one is from Broken Broke Brad. It's not our Brad. Oh, he's no. not broke. He's He's got lots of money. He's rolling in the dough. Uh, <laughs> broke Brad My gave us $10. Yeah, the bumper disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> broke Brad is now more broke because they gave us $10. Super chat, thank you so much. And said, doesn't it seem like AMD is only catering to high-end gamers on Zen 4? And do you think it's a mistake to only use DDR5 when Intel is letting you use DDR4 and DDR5? I guess two questions there. Do you think AMD is only catering to high-end gamers with the Zen uh-huh. 4? I think this initial launch, they do the same thing for all their launches. They'll eventually, I think, roll out a more modest A-class motherboard chipset, like A320, I think it was, 520, stuff like that. I think that'll come eventually. Those will always come down after line. Uh, after line, it rolls out. But again, AMD has to plan for these things to have longer life. So... Intel can do this weird DDR4, DDR5 band-aid for a generation or two, but AMD rolling this out has to plan for it to last several years because that's what they're trying to achieve. Yeah, and the, I'm I, actually, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, I'm actually very, I'm very interested to see what A620, if it is a thing, what it looked like because I would suspect that maybe depending on user feedback, the, you know, temperature in the air whatever that that could be potentially ddr4 uh support if since that's supposed to be a very budget board right in the lineup in general so that would limit you uh in a way that a320 limited you because remember a320 was actually quite like restrictive so i could see this being a more modern spin on that kind of restriction uh, but you know, I so what's not clear, although they have said DDR, they have committed to DDR5 only, but I don't think they have flat out said that there is no DDR4 controller. Yeah. So I, I, if I were to guess though, I, I would bet it's not in there. Um, I For even A620, perhaps potentially, because I feel like when they came out with it, they did say specifically they tied that statement to the first chipsets they announced, which does give them a little... Because I went back and checked, actually, because I wasn't sure about this. So that's give them a little bit of wiggle room if they wanted to do that. Yeah, I guess. I I mean, I sort of think what's going to happen is is Zen 4 AM5 will be for higher end, like mid... Clearly, even mid-range is actually fairly high end these days compared to most of the world. So it'll probably be mid-range to high very much a high-end platform. I And they have said AM4 will continue. I think the path for AMD is you want A320, great. You can now get this APU, new APU and A320 or whatever. I, I think they're going to keep AM4 around sort of for the budget mm. people because that's your DDR4 option. Um, and DDR5 is going to be for high-end for now. And, and do I think it's a mistake they did that? No, because I think, DDR4 is coming. It's coming really fast. So, I, I, well, and I would almost say it's 
two spins on the same thing, right? And on Intel, if you buy into DDR4 because you think DDR is too expensive at, at this point, then if you wanted to switch to DDR5, you're already still going to have to make that switch with a, a new motherboard, right? And new yeah. RAM. On the AMD side, if they do keep around AM4 and that's the DD4, DDR4 option, either way, if you wanted to step up, you're still going to need a new motherboard DDR5 RAM. Uh, so it's almost kind of just two different spins on on the same thing. So yeah, and then also remember this is a fall product. DDR5 went from impossible to get to extremely high price to get to okay high priced, and it just keeps to go keeps on going down. By the time AM5 comes out, and it will be a high end part of first because you know classically people in first class first class get on the plane first. By the time it really sort of like is in full swing by the first part of next year, DDR5 should not be a problem for anyone. Uh, so they can do this on a high-end focus part. The reason why I Intel had to do it, I'm sure, is Intel is a... They ship a magnitude more machines than AMD. So if you're Intel and you want to constrain your sales because you only go for DDR5, somebody's going to get fired for doing that. So you have to do DDR4, DDR5 because you want to sell as many CPUs as possible AMD for this, if it's purely high end play f- with AM5 and DDR5, is is a lot is a lot easier for them to make initially. Mm. Whereas, and again, you remember AM4 is your DDR4 option. I think yeah. actually kind of makes sense. AM4, DDR4, <laughs> AM5, DDR5. On May fifth, on May fifth, I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> was like, opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think the other thing too is that you know I, I've seen a lot of chatter around this too. AMD is transitioning itself with am5 into a a higher end brand you know before it was like am4 is like hey you know what we're we're gonna really serve the budget option you're you're getting a lot of performance down here but you know over the time prices creeped up over time now they can say hey we stand toe-to-toe with intel and we are a premium brand as well so i, I think this also signals that yeah it's you know it's it's a premium brand it's premium prices that, with all that the right. good stuff that comes with it. Uh, so uh, Stephen Hart did a, a follow up. Uh, I I read the question wrong. It said uh, IYO, which is in your opinion. So uh, they they reworded it for me. Thank you so much. Said, uh, are they downplaying their performance expectations? They didn't mention IPC gains, which we did ask. They said the the numbers would come later. Uh, saying, and they also said that fifteen percent, but the clock speed would account for that alone. Already ahead in Blender with with Ryzen five thousand. Uh, so yeah. D- I guess the two questions, do you think they're downplaying performance? Also, the other thing, I, I was listening to um, Moore's Law is Dead has, has a podcast, Broken Silicon. They were talking about, actually, if you look at the the way that the numbers were calculated, saying that it was 30% ahead, is if you calculated w- the numbers one way, saying, like, if it finished, I don't, I'm hor- horrible at math. Yeah. But really, it was it's- actually faster than 30%. It was more like 50% faster. So, you know, like... like just the the way you look at the at the numbers and the way they calculated it, you could have said actually. It- yeah, I saw a lot of people ca- caught that too because the slide actually said you know again they showed a, a Blender demo, the uh, seven thousand outperforms twelve nine hundred K by thirty one percent in a they single said. core render, right? And what they're saying is it finished the render thirty one percent faster than a twelve nine hundred K. Yeah, and if you and that's generally when I talk of, like for me, or, or no, I, th- I thought it was Intel was thirty percent slower, 
or so. I, I don't know. I'm horrible at math. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, let me find the actual yeah. slide. Oh, wait. Did we're, I? We're writers and video producers for a reason. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't actually, I don't think I, I have it on because it was in the demo, but they, they said it was 31% faster if I'm going off my brain. But um, the way I would say it would be it's it finished the encode or finish finish a render uh, in 31% less time is the correct way to say it to me. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it was time-based, right? Yeah. But if you based. looked at the actual performance of it, it was actually 15% faster. 40-something. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean... So anyway, why are they downplaying performance? Like, you know, why, why, why are they kind of sandbagging i keep hearing that term i don't all these um, sandbags just sitting sandbagging? around i don't know people, well, people keep, keep saying, saying it. it's sandbagging yeah i've seen all the arguments on it it is months out from release and they don't want to tip their hand too much to intel and people keep using the 15 percent number 15 percent faster and talking about clock speed gains and everything who knows what it's actually going to be they actually said 15 percent plus so it could be more than that like they obviously don't want to tip raptor lake is coming first they don't want to say five months before launch or whatever it is hey here's our flagship part this is how fast it runs here's how much of a gain like they were never going to do that at an event like this so yeah i don't i don't think it's sandbagging plus you know clearly the there was some mix up with the tdp as well you remember you're <laughs> it always feels like they have a luxury of time from our perspective of just sitting there and watching but i can tell you that duck is really moving those legs under the water and there's mm -hmm. a lot of parts a lot of things are moving a lot of testing a lot of numbers lawyers decisions that go up and down the chain and some of it just simply could be a goof up too for that you know 31 percent thing that, that could have been part of the goof up that that happens let me tell you it, it there's sometimes you give the Academy Award to the wrong winner, right? Mm. It just happens. But it is it is also uh, Z530 in front of the show. V, Z530 always uh, or made made a good point. It's always better to underpromise and overdeliver, right? <laughs> it definitely yep. is. Definitely is. You don't want to overpromise, right? <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I have Scotty philosophy. You know, as I went back and looked at my 5950X versus Alder Lake, and I think uh, 5950X had in the the version of Blender that I use and the scene that I use, I think about a 15% uh, uh, advantage over Alder Lake 12900K. So it finished 15% faster, basically. So uh, they're building on that. And, of course, it very much depends on the the scene you're rendering. They did say it was similar to what you might get uh, to other scenes out there. So it's a decent increase in performance. And I I really think... You know, from my perspective, I, I think they're really going to – the big uplift is on the on the left side. The very the, – the problems with 5,000 versus Alder, like, really were on lightly threaded tasks, right? That's, to me, where I think they needed to pick up. Which, which I, w I wouldn't call a problem. Well, it, it would just – you know. It would be this – that's yeah. – if you were – the ones that were – if you were going to lose, definitely – if you were running all-core rendering, 5950X was a very, very – good part it was again faster than 12900 and something something's even something's faster but really on the lightly threaded stuff the browsing the photoshop a lot of the <coughs> the, the the things that just don't need all those cores alder lake was generally very 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 much ahead of it right and and i mean that's always been the intel uh line too you know it's like hey look single threaded tests right like we're, we're generally faster yeah so um, we do have uh, a good question. 
but uh, anything else on on the Ryzen seven thousand Zen four? Well, I guess maybe the uh, the 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 chip stuff, the X five seventy. Yeah, or, I'm sorry. Oh right, we didn't get into we, that. We didn't really get into that. There's actually three chipsets announced, which I guess I was reading a Dave James story over at PC Gamer saying no, it's actually just one chipset for all three, but there's three distinct products. There's a X six seventy Extreme. There's at the, the X, high end. at the high end. Uh, the X670 and then the B650. Uh, the X670 Extreme basically gives you PCIe 5 everywhere. Um, go look up the the uh, clip YouTube clip of... Um, God, what is that movie? Sorry. No, we're not going to bring it up. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, he says everyone. Never mind. Uh, I got it wrong. So that basically means you're going to get PCIe 5 graphics, PCIe 5 for storage. The X670... We'll give you PCIe 5 for storage and for graphics sometimes. It's very much up to the board maker whether they want to validate and say that PCIe 5 works for the graphics. But every X670 board will have PCIe 5 storage. So graphics is a hmm, if you want to. B650, though, is you're guaranteed to get uh, PCIe 5 storage. So no, nothing on the, the graphics side. You know, it looks like the other thing that's interesting thing is they, it looks like there's a two chip solution on that. I don't think they really talked about that much. And I think we'll have to wait and see what, what the, yep. what, what the decision was behind that. But, you know, clearly AMD is saying we really want you to have PCIe 5 for storage because that's where it's going to matter the most. There's going to be PCIe 5 SSDs coming out probably around when we launch our CPU. And you're going to care about that because direct storage is coming around, and we got our new SAS. Yeah, right. Yeah. Actually, somebody somebody smart during the chat storage. Yep. Because uh, smart access is presented as one word. Uh, SNL. Yeah, yeah. Smart no. access mm-hmm. uh, storage. Chevelle. And then SS. somebody somebody in the chat had pointed out in one of the streams that it's actually AMD's smart access storage. ASS is the actual acronym. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I don't but, think that one's going to stick. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, do you have an ass enabled? No. Mm. <laughs> I guess you could, they could just basically now make it, you know, the, ac- the access could be, somebody could insert a space now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, please do that. <laughs> so it's SAS. I like sassy. SAS. SAS works yeah. better. <laughs> But yeah, I mean the you know smart access storage is basically their take on direct storage, where you can basically send textures and assets directly to the GPU without having to to bother the CPU. Well, and a lot of people were were confused. Uh, does that work in tandem with with what the Windows version is going to be? Is it an added bonus? Like you know, yeah. So th- there was still some confusion around there. Yeah, I will say I'm still a little confused by it all because nvidia has its take on it right because you have to remember this is direct RTX storage IO. you have direct storage which is part of DirectX. microsoft does it it's for the same thing where you transfer assets directly to the graphics card bypassing the cpu for the most part and um nvidia has this version amd has this version what they were saying is like um frank talked a lot about this but it's like we're basically we're we're taking direct storage and then we're going to, if there's latency to be taken out on an AMD with an AMD Ryzen with an AMD Radeon, we're going to take those latencies out. So he didn't really, because my question was like, isn't this sort of a little bit of fragmentation here? Because 
it's entirely possible AMD smart access storage <laughs> will be faster than plain vanilla direct storage uh, and possibly faster, we don't know. I don't know how it's going to compare to NVIDIA's version, but it's going to be weird because you're going to have some things might potentially actually be... It's, it's very similar to what we're seeing with um, Rebar, right? Where Rebar on AIM, on Intel plus uh, NVIDIA is like, eh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, but we're mostly the... Um, AMD's where it's at, yep. Yeah, Sam, generally, people recognize, well, it actually does give you more tangible benefits than, than Rebar. So it'll be interesting to see if it, that's how it shakes out. I hope direct storage winds up being like it works at a good level across the board because these are all based on direct storage. Hopefully, I, if developers have to do extra work to make smart access storage and RTX IO happen, I have a feeling they're not going to go very far. Yeah, that's a problem. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, because I, I just I really feel like I don't hear talk about RTX IO being implemented. It's because it's based off direct storage and direct storage is yeah. not in any ship games yet. It, which is funny because AMD or NVIDIA made a big deal about it at the RTX 30 series launch. You're like, yeah, RTX IO, check this out. And then next generation is almost here and it's never been used. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, to keep moving, uh, n- nothing about uh, RDNA 3 uh, at this moment. Uh, nope. Yeah. So we'll have to hashtag wait for RDNA 3. Uh, we do have a, a couple more questions to to wrap up this uh, this AMD segment. Uh, broke Brad is once again getting more broke by giving us another five dollars super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, says, uh, <laughs> what are the chances that AMD keeps Zen four at the same price as Zen three? Uh, so yeah, what do we think with what we? I'm, it's early. This is just playing armchair cowboy. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. what do we think prices are going to be? Do we think prices are going to stick the same uh, as the five thousand, or do you think there's going to be an uptick? pricing 10 percent uptick <clears throat> i think there's gonna be uptick too i think it's gonna be same price which people will consider an uptick because 5950s are so incredibly affordable today yeah that's the hard part is that street pricing on these 5000 series have been going down <laughs> so well but that works though that's why yeah, yeah, yeah of course yeah i like well five five nanometer is way more expensive than seven nanometer was and TSMC's charging prices too, and we have all the weirdness going on. It's we're going to get a ten percent uptick, I think. I mean, the follow up I have then is like, is that okay? I mean, a lot of people yell, you know, about Nvidia doing it on their side, but now AMD's, you know, pricing is creeping up. Uh, people already complained about it with Ryzen yeah. five thousand. Yeah, I think that's also why they're going to be keeping AM four around. Like, uh, like this this round, what we saw, what the. Ryzen 5 or is it Ryzen 3 4100 4500 right as part of technically this gen of or this like this batch of chip releases I could see them doing something like that again right where it's like okay like yeah we get that you need something newer to upgrade to but afford more affordable so here is a remix on you know Zen 3 I'm still saying 750 for I mean, the top I hope end. so, Gordon. But I, I have, I have trouble. I'm like Brad. I, I have trouble seeing that being realistic. Unfortunately, given the world conditions. Yeah, I mean, you no. know me. I love value, so I'm not going to say no to <laughs> how at the same price. I guess the problem is it's not it's CPUs for especially for enthusiast hobbyist gamers is an elastic product. So 
<laughs> I don't know if you can really do well trying to sell an eight hundred dollar CPU or nine hundred dollar CPU, right? I mean, seven fifty was pretty hard, but I mean, the legitimate crazy amount of value you got out of that fifty nine. The thirty nine fifty was just like insane, right? That's why it was hey. such a great value. So I, I can see, sort of the value is now it's so affordable to everybody. So sixteen cores feels like oh that's like five to six hundred dollars. So this is sixteen cores, but higher perform. I just can't see trying to push it any higher. I don't know. But do we know for sure it's going to be a sixteen core part? Well, they demoed a sixteen core part. So okay. yeah, they said 16 one. Core. I mean, and all the two rumors have been, chiplets. Yeah. Most likely, that's all the indicators are. So yeah. you don't know till you get there. But I just can't. I just can't see trying to push nine hundred dollars, maybe seven ninety nine, fifty dollar Delta. But I even then, I'm like, that's it's getting to the point where like people are going like, yeah, I I need gas this month, so. I uh, I just got a push lawnmower, like the old kind with the spinning blade, and you push Ooh, it because uh, I needed a lawnmower, and I didn't want to put any more gas in anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> and those electric lawnmowers suck. Yeah, so. Did what? They? The push oh, is fun. No, mine's just been great. Okay. The mistake, I hate electric lawnmowers. Well, I think the problem, the mistake people make is they do the rechargeable battery ones. Ooh. That's a joke. Ooh. Forget it. You yeah. need wall power, so <laughs> I just have a 100-foot extension cable. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay uh, uh another question uh from lucifer gave us once again six dollars and 66 cents for the show thank you so much we've all been damned uh how soon will gordon build a ryzen 7000 in a bottle build how soon yeah <laughs> you know you could do that it would be a pretty cool i i guess the way to do it it would have to be a shell that would you couldn't do it in glass <laughs> Also, sorry, Anthony uh, in the chat says uh, uh, you should get a scythe, Brad. You should have got a scythe. That, that would be, I'm just out here mowing the lawn with a scythe. Uh, That's like that. hilarious because I read that and I was like, how how does that cooler relate to this conversation? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know, I was confused too. I was like, why did you buy a new scythe cooler? No, 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 no. yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I you translated that for us. Man, those push. I my family when I was a kid, that's what we had. Like, and of course, yeah, as here. you know, you're like kids, like you, you're mowing the grass because it's like that thing, like you'd. You would have to run over the grass 50 times to cut, like, one blade of grass. He was like, he wasn't doing anything. And then it it's had that definitely little... definitely not very efficient. No. No, it's absolutely horrible. That's... The scythe would be more effective. <laughs> uh, 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 they didn't have a scythe at Home Depot, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex says, uh, get two goats and you're good. That's true, actually. Right through it. Right through it. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Any Anything else AMD related that, that we're missing? Uh, I, I don't think we are, are we? That's a lot. I mean, they, I, I would say definitely... They didn't talk about price. They didn't talk about availability. I mean, they just said fall, right? Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's... It is an amazing amount of information so far ahead of a launch, too, right? Because yeah. you got to... Raptor Lake is coming. I think it'll be a ball game, but you don't know, right? You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll get more information on that soon. Uh, then let's let's move over to the rest of Computex. Um, Gordon, do you, do you feel like, you know, we obviously didn't make the, the choice to go this year for, for various reasons. Do you feel like we missed on out on anything on the ground? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I we did the Project Stealth thing ahead of time, which was kind of cool. And that was really Computex, but I guess MSI had a version of it. 
yeah msi had the a virtual brief i feel i feel like there was some stuff about that they showed off some motherboards with the two chiplets and uh oh i guess there was the um the the fast monitor i i made a bet in discord gordon are you excited about a 500 hertz monitor yeah i mean it's it's a tn which is kind of a bummer but um <laughs> We're, That's what you get in these kind of esports displays, though. Even the 360 hertz ones are TN. Are I they believe. really? Are they? I thought some were like some were like really, really, you know, amped yeah, up VA, VA panels. Some or of something. the TN, like the better TN panels, aren't as bad as how we remember them, though. Are they? Well, that's the thing. Is like everybody goes like, "Oh, IPS is awesome." It's like, uh, it's like, are you sure this isn't a TN brand IPS panel? Because uh, <laughs> you know, I. You know, but 500 is nice, right? I mean, it's not a huge increase over 360, but, you know, we, we did a, a was it Computech? It was CS, CS 2020, CS 2020 yeah. where JJ with uh, Asus is like, we're on the road to 1,000, right? Because you're going to go from 500. You're going to keep going. The The steps get smaller, but still, ultimately, it gets you more, right? It's for, Well, as long as you got a GPU that can push it. <laughs> it's... Yes. Uh, it's an interesting thing. I forget the fellow's name, so I can't quote him directly now. But when NVIDIA did roll out those 360 hertz G-Sync eSports monitors, which are fantastic. I have a 360 hertz uh, reflex monitor, and wow. it's so wow. wonderful to use. Uh, they made a point of saying, when it comes to feel and noticeability in day-to-day use, basically you have to double the frame rate or the hertz in order to actually feel it. Right. So if you're already using a 360 hertz panel, if you upgrade to this, you probably won't feel it too well. But if you're using one of those 240 hertz panels, uh, you'll probably feel it if you switch to this. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's the reason they went with 360 because it's uh, more than double 144. Yeah, they'd have to go to six, seven hundred. So to work, I mean, for those people to upgrade, but they're still if you're coming from 60 or or a, a even 240 or 240, yeah, I. You know, and I dig it. You know, I wish I really need high res for work, but I I wish if I could afford it, I would have a I would definitely have a high high refresh, you know, decent uh, uh, resolution panel for it because it's just it's just they are just wonderful to have. It's so like I wish I could use that panel, the 360 hertz one as my primary panel, but it's a tiny esports monitor, 1080p. I really can't use that for work, but it is such a pleasure to use. Did NVIDIA have anything else that they announced? I guess. Uh, yeah, we, Reflex has come into some games. Yeah, we were we were talking about streaming the NVIDIA keynote like we did with the AMD one, but we skipped it, and it was probably best. Um, yeah, it sounds like they're saving everything for a uh, hey. Uh, um, there were ray tracing came to like, Hitman Three. Oh, did it really? It did. Yeah, they patched <laughs> ray tracing in Hitman. Supposedly, it it runs really bad, but there were rumors know. of a GTX sixteen thirty being announced. At the end of the month, 31st is the rumored date. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it. That's why I could talk about the rumors. Uh, it clearly was not announced at Computex. It would be a cut-down version of the GTX 1650, so it would be very modest to begin with. I'm not surprised they didn't announce it, if it's in fact true. But that might be coming out in the next few days, if those rumors oh. are true. I mean, if it can be like a real small slot card like this, the RX 6400 competitor, but you get maybe some better encoding options or something, yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Do they need to back off of lo- offering lower end parts now that things are kind of getting back to normal, or do they still need? To I do- think I think they're looking to offer lower end parts now because things are getting back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Also, uh, a friend of the show, uh, Jeff, in our in our Discord, uh, visited Micro Center the other day and and took photos and, and shared it. And yeah. Yeah, it's just like wall to wall GPUs sitting there on shelves. Uh, which I, yeah, and somebody else, uh, somebody I know had went to Micro Center uh, recently as well and took photos. And it's just yeah, wall to wall GPUs available in store shelves now. I just don't. It's weird how you go from nothing to suddenly floodgates open you know well we kind of talked about this what like a year ago where we 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 thought it would happen this way we just we just kept having to push out when we thought it was going to happen right yep so a combination of uh you know shipping and manufacturing improving with the fact that i mean also people are like i'm gonna go out now i don't need to be at home and occupy my time by upgrading my gpu i'd rather go on vacation now that i can stuff like that crypto crashing yeah Yeah, or or just uh, tightening on money you know uh, in in general you know hey i gotta pay i gotta pay for gas so i can't can't buy a new gpu or waiting for a 40 series you know or rdna3 right yeah it's a weird mixture it's a weird i i thought yeah i thought people would just uh yeah well but hey i mean this might be a good thing because i think the prices are continuing to go down uh yep so as stock which is great you still shouldn't I think he did a video on this recently, and I've said it in the past. You still, like, these are two, two-and-a-half-year-old cards, mate, like two-year-old cards. Like, MSRP is, even though it feels good seeing things at MSRP, MSRP is still not a great deal for these at this stage of their life. Wait, 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 sure. wait, wait, <laughs> wait, you know what I'm going to say here. I know. You know <laughs> what I'm going to say here, because I can't Uh-oh. let it go, Uh-oh. and I shouldn't let it go. No, you shouldn't. People were saying paying $650 for a two-year-old 1080 Ti was the best thing ever in the world, which was damn near MSRP of the 1080 Ti. No, no when you could get those at the time, it was like three or 400 bucks. No, like, talk this about is revisionist. The I, I have screen caps to prove that I, <laughs> when people are talking about the 1080 Ti, I was like, oh my God, you buy this thing for, it's like, this thing is $650. You you came up with that after it had like yeah. gone past the crest, right? Because yeah. like there's yeah. that's the only oh thing that I see yeah. oh yeah there's always like sure. a dip and then the scarcity forces it back up and you were quoting that price after it had started going back up and we yep. called you on it at the time too yeah. that's hundred percent true I forgot about I that. looked at those prices when but I mean but the yep. thing is you can't say. Remember, 1080 Ti is the most awesome thing to buy and then keep saying that for six months and then say that's basically because of the data at the beginning of the six months. It was like the whole time people were saying, you need to buy a 1080 Ti instead of the 2080. Hey, you know what? Ray tracing's not going to show up. There's still people on a 1080 Ti and it still does good. It's a great card. (laughs) But again, would you pay for it at the end of its life almost at MSRP? (laughs) <laughs> not almost MSRP, but we we specifically never said this is all on tape. I'm going to go it back. I'm going to go back and look at the tape. <laughs> <laughs> I remember clearly, Brad and I yes. refuting you at the time, saying, "No, Gordon, we are not telling people to buy used 1080 Ti's for six hundred dollars." No, new. I mean, new. We were saying save two or three hundred dollars, at least a hundred dollars, yeah. by getting a high end like a Asus Rog Strix 1080 Ti for a hundred to two hundred dollars less than you'd pay for a blower style 2080. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just, you know, but, I just don't like paying part- for old products at the MSRP. Although I would say right now, 
this is an extenuating circumstance, right? Because we are looking at the greatest disruption ever. So I just feel really bad, like pieing a 3060 for what, $400? Is that what the MSRP is in that thing? Yeah, 3060 Ti is 400. Uh, it's 330 for the 3060. If if you're talking about yeah, uh, I mean the, the yeah like their prices are all over the place depending on the in the model the model yeah but like three thirty is that all that seems like a good that seems fair. It's fine. That's that was my headline for the review at the time. It was it's fine. It didn't move the needle forward in terms of performance, and it cost the same as the card it was replacing. Like it's stagnant. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh well yeah you can get a uh, I, I keep i don't i don't know why i keep doing this it's just fun uh, i keep going to evga.com and seeing like what is in stock and they're still having a lot of quote-unquote instant rebates uh, really on things but yeah the they have a 3060 xc black uh for 399 that is their version they have a 3050 xc for 329 so it, it, just even with all stock. these prices dropping and stuff, that drives home that if you're looking to get a graphics card under $250, which is the vast majority of people who buy graphics cards, the RX 6500 XT is still your only option. <laughs> For all the hate that it gets. I think it's funny that we're talking about old graphics cards because it really drives home. Like, this was the most meh Computex I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, usually yeah. Computex is my favorite event. Yeah. Like, CES, you see all kinds yeah. of crazy conceptual stuff, but it's right after the holidays. Nobody's rolling out anything. Computex is where you see what's coming. Like, here's the stuff that's going to be in uh, back-to-school stuff coming this fall. And I thought AMD came out, obviously, full force, with stuff that's not coming out for a few months. But... Other than that, it was largely like meh. Like we saw our first uh, consumer PCIe 5 SSD announced. Uh, it hits, I forget, 13,000 megabytes per second, gigabytes per second. I forget. Yeah. Uh, but, and that's cool. That's that's cool. I'm glad that's coming. But other than that, like Intel held its own separate vision event a few weeks back. So it wasn't at Computex. It seems like most of the major laptop makers their own events over previous couple weeks dell had one hp had one uh lenovo i know had one uh acer had one so there really like was not a lot coming out of this computex yeah Yeah. like even in like terms of you know normally we used to do like what those case roundups brad Mm. for for computex because they'd have all these like fun cases like because at this point the cases are made and they're going to be shipping right so they have these fun builds that they would do with them I haven't really seen that much, honestly, on that front. It seems very quiet this year. Yeah, I'm, it's funny. I was thinking, I'm looking at a digital trend story on the best of Computex, and it's Ryzen 7000, the PCIe 5 SSD, Corsair Voyager laptop, mm-hmm. liquid cooled GPU from NVIDIA, or data center, and the 500 you know hertz uh, ASUS panel. And that's basically it. <laughs> I mean, there <laughs> was like... definitely other stuff too, but those are the to highlight with things whereas typically at a computex like there's 20 things you could have an article like that right yeah but but yeah the red stuff looks dope well i i also wonder if you know i mean we maybe this is a new trend because of you know pandemic times 
will Computex ever come back in a strong way? Like, or, or, or companies like, hey, you know what? Actually, let's just hold our own event. Uh, you know, I don't know. There, there's talk about that across everywhere. I mean, there's no, there's no official E3 this year. CES was happened in person, but it was still kind of a, eh, you know. Of all of them to come back, I think Computex has the best chance. I, yeah. I, I, I hope it's so. Been yeah. Struggling for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. CES, like I said, it's not practical. Like it's more of a buyer and seller kind of event than it is for people. It's not actual things. It's like, hey, look at this crazy concept thing. We're never going to make it, but because it's right after the holidays and we have a show, we got to show something. Computex yeah. is where people get together, and it's literally like, here's what's coming for back to school and the holidays. Yeah. And uh, Taiwan itself, like they used to offer to fly journalists out there and pay their expenses. Like they consider it like a big, huge draw for the country. So I think Computex has the best chance of coming back strong. Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that, especially because, I mean, the big difference between something like an E3 and even a CES is that we deal with physical objects, right? Like, you, this is the kind of stuff that you need to see, best see in person so you get a sense of dimensions and scope and, you know, the little weird things that could come up, for example, with, you know, building with certain components. You're not really going to have that with video games, which are, by and large now, delivered digitally, I mean, there's nothing stopping somebody from, you know, just having a concise YouTube pre-recorded uh, presentation. But it does get people's juices flowing down, right? Nothing. I mean, there's nothing like those E3 launches where you've got a theater full yeah. of people and people I looking mean, at the game demo. I mean, there's definitely hype. Yeah, I, it's I mean, hype, but yeah, it's a lot I just of want to see Snoop Dogg in a 128-player Battlefield <laughs> match, and that's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been playing Sno- as Snoop Dogg in uh, Warzone. It's pretty fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I guess this segment was really short. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no, there was nothing else. Was, I, so we, it hurts. We, it hurts my heart. We can declare AMD winner of Computex. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, clearly. Yeah. by default, yeah. easy. <laughs> I am seeing uh, stuff in the chat where people are bringing up ARC, which I think is kind of funny. Mm, yeah, well, yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, okay, well then, I guess we will get over to Q&A. Uh, if you have any questions right now, put them in the chat uh, and at PC World so that uh, I see it. Uh, if you're watching or listening to this later, there's a description uh, link in the description to our full nerd Discord, and there's a channel. You can leave questions there that I will bring up uh, later. Uh, first off, I, I want to get to a couple that were in the chat from earlier that I was holding on to. Uh, friend of the show, uh, Milo Hayek, uh, asks uh, for for some advice. Uh, what GPU uh, would us team members recommend for an uh, Intel uh, Core i9 2900KS system? Uh, their budget is around 400 to 700 max. Uh, they use uh, three 1080p panels. Uh, and then their fourth output is to a 4K TV, uh, which I assume is going to be 60 hertz. Uh, so yeah, what what GPU? What GPU do you think pairs well with that, or should they wait? He has a, uh, an RX 580 right now, I believe. If you have an RX 580, any modern one will be a big upgrade in that price point. Like it depends on how far your budget wants to stretch. It's hard to give strict buying advice right now because prices are all over the place and changing daily. But going off of MSRP, if things are getting back down to MSRP, uh, if you have 1080p panels, AMD's Radeon cards are actually 
much faster than NVIDIA's GeForce RTX at the lower resolutions, thanks to Infinity Cache. So I would probably recommend a 6700 XT or 6800, 6800 XT, somewhere around there, whatever you can buy. Uh, but if you play on that 4K TV a lot more, NVIDIA GPUs handle 4K a bit faster. So in that case, you might want to opt for a 3070 or a 3080. Again, if you can find them in that price range. Yeah, I'm seeing. If you're driving, if you, if you're driving that many panels, get as much GPUs you can buy. Although, are you driving in the mall for gaming, or like most people, like my kids, the other ones are just for the chat and music streaming services that are running. I know that shouldn't matter. It's right? pro- it's probably one at a time, uh, especially if they're using if, such an old card. He just yeah. actually responded in chat, Adam. If you want to add that in. Oh yeah, the the, the panels, uh, each of the 1080p panels are 100 hertz. Uh, so now, on the, yeah, the, the, uh, so he actually had a, um, I, I've been chatting with him on the side. Uh, he had a, a 9900 KS, uh, that died, uh, Intel wasn't able to replace it with a 900 KS. So they supplied a 12900 KS, but now oh, uh, they're cool. having to, oh damn. well, but now they're having to buy a, a new, new motherboard Ram, all that kind of stuff. So he's, he's a little hurting, you know, money wise. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, well, GPU's if you're only- part of it too. If, as Gordon said, you only use one of those panels for actual gaming, like get a four hundred dollar graphics card, man. Like get an AMD or NVIDIA graphics card around four hundred bucks. Any of those four hundred dollar graphics cards will drive ten eighty p just fine at hundred hertz. Cool. It's when you start tripling it that it gets a little hairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay, cool. Uh, we got another one from a uh, friend of the show, One Big Ben, asked, um, asked Gordon, could an A620 come on 12SP Global Foundries as AMD has wafer deals with Global Foundries for from 12 nanometer and up? I don't know what 12SP is, but... I am i don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a more business kind of side kind of question. I, You know, I still think that's a long ways away. I mean, you know, when I say that you sort of have the budget, they're going to keep budget, you know, A-series chipsets on AM4, that's just probably for the next 24 months. But I'm sure they will probably transition people onto AM5. There's some kind of roadmap to get the lower end of the market onto AM5 as well because they don't want to support both. But it probably makes a lot more sense just to do it for now, so... It just feels like it's twenty four months for a lot of people is so far away that I I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it'll happen. Okay. <clears throat> um, who is this? G P nine nine G T asks. Uh, when is my EVGA hybrid ten eighty Ti going to finally die so I can buy a new <laughs> GPU? It's just such a great card. They're having hard... Man, imagine having that problem. You're like, man, when is it going to die? It's just such a good card. Uh, I, I mean, need to get a new you, GPU. You could uh, hasten that if you really wanted to, I suppose. <laughs> well, uh... But why do, would you? It's, it's you know... If it's, I mean, I wouldn't. One way <laughs> you can see if the performance, um, if it's actually the card is going bad, is to uh, test some of the uh, DLSS and ray tracing capabilities of the 1080 Ti. <laughs> <laughs> that card's a beast. It's going to be the pump that goes bad on that, the water cooling part of it that yeah. goes bad before the GPU itself. So upgrade when yeah. you're ready. 
Uh, okay, I'm gonna switch over to some questions on Discord. We we actually have had some sitting around uh, for a little bit that I was waiting here and there. Uh, da, 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 da. uh here we go. We got one from a friend of the show, VC Jester, uh, pertaining to Cam which we talked about Dell's cam memory technology. I understand that with memory, it's best to keep the traces nice and tight, just like when you're trying to take family photos. Uh, quit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now correct me if I'm wrong, but it isn't the four module slash speed problem in IMC thing. IMC thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I mean, so was, <laughs> so you mean, I'm sort of trying to infer her. You're saying that is a is a is a limited is the limiting performance of. I mean, I'm, are you talking about cam or are you just simply talking about desktop? But if you're saying that, is it tougher to hit higher clocks with four dims? Yes, it is. So if you have a if you have a a two dim board for two channels, then yes, it will be easier to hit higher clocks. If that's what you're saying, and that is that is that has been it has been that way for a long time. So, yes, I mean it is somewhat similar to I guess maybe from Cam, but uh, one of the things from that uh, discussion we had with Dell is like, you know, if you even look at the way desktops are constructed versus a laptop, it the desktops actually it's generally a little closer. So, um, but yes, if you are saying that having more modules in a desktop motherboard limits performance because of the electrical load and the, the, the amount of wires you got to run. Yes. Okay. My uh, brain is too tired. I could barely follow that. <laughs> <laughs> I need a nap. <laughs> uh, okay. We got uh, another one uh, that just came in from um, Sok- Saki Gake Furuzawa. Sorry, uh, said uh, Nvidia has finally embraced open source GPU drivers. What do you think? Great. On Linux, you're talking about it's not fully, and it's still in beta and all that jazz. Uh, but yeah, good move. Linux people have been asking for it for years, uh, so good. Any steps in that direction to satisfy that user base? Awesome. Does it? I mean, what what are the parts that are? I mean, it's not. I mean, you can't have everything open source because somebody owns some part of it that you can't release, right? Oh. No, I, I forget the exact details. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, but it's just always like you can't do everything. So Yeah, no, but the, the vast majority of it is. Let's see if I can find it. The data center GPUs are the first one to get it. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They're considered alpha for consumer GeForce and workstation cards. Et cetera, et cetera. There's there's still proprietary blobs somewhere in there, but it's 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 actually really really good implementation. I remember I was reading the article on Ferronix, who are great for Linux news, and they're very enthusiastic about it. How much of this is due to Steam Deck and possibly, you know, wanting to play there? Because I'm Steam OS building Steam. Huh? It, it feels like you got to be more have more open source drivers for Steam OS. I'm wondering how much of it's for that. That's an interesting possibility, but I think it's uh, more to do with data centers, where they use Linux very heavily. The first, the most advanced version of the open source drivers right now, where the data center wins first. So I think it's mostly that. Oh. <clears throat> okay, uh, we have a uh, a Eska monster gave us a, a twenty Danish krone friend of show, friend of the show. Thank you so much. That uh, Matthew birthday boy Matthew Lang is the best. 
uh, and Matthew Lang uh, gave us a $10 super chat friend of the show. Thank you so much. Said uh, for everyone at PC world, I'm on a 2700 X. Do I upgrade to a 5900 X now or wait until the AM five stuff hits the shelves? Do you think the prices will come down anymore for 5,000 series at this point? Uh, I asked for a follow-up, what they do with it. Uh, and they said uh, they use it for work, content consumption and gaming. I'm sorry. Mm. Go ahead. I w- you go ahead. You go ahead. No, I'm just going to say I, I missed 2700X it. to 5900X. Do you think they prices will come down on a 5000 series, so they should wait? Or do you think they should wait for AM5? I personally, it depends if what you're using it for work for is slowing down, then you should obviously upgrade now. Uh, that'll also just be a drop-in upgrade, so that'll be good. If you're looking to replace your whole motherboard and get DDR5 and do all that kind of stuff, I'd recommend waiting. But if you're just looking to get more raw performance now, uh, I'm not sure what the 2700X to 5900X jump would be, but it'd be massive because they're totally different core counts as well. Uh, I would I would do that. I would pull the trigger on that. He, uh, he games at, uh, he writes in, says uh, that he games at 144 hertz with a 3840 by 1080 panel, so... What was the GPU? Wide aspect ratio. Uh, yeah, that's a nice say. ultra wide. They don't say. Yeah. Well, I w- if that's the case, like Ryzen 3000 is where all the gaming enhancements started coming up big, and 5000 is where it's <clears throat> even faster now. So if you can make a work case for it and you do want to get faster frame rates, like for that resolution, like 5900X would be a big jump. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say it's worth it. Oh, they have a 5700 non XT for GPU range. Great, oh. Great yeah. graphics card. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see a huge bump in game performance necessarily because of the high res gaming. But I would say it's a it's a worthy it's a worthy upgrade to a 5000 series from 2000 series because <laughs> I mean it's not as slow as 1000, but it's definitely 5000 is a step up in performance, everyday feel. Um, of course, you don't get Gen four unless you have a later board, but uh, I would do it, and I don't think. My opinion is I don't think 5000 prices are going to get any better. Although we have to hear from the experts. Uh, <laughs> I was just, I'm about to say, like, okay, so everyone else has chimed in on the worthiness of upgrade part. I was going to answer the uh, whether or not you should wait uh, part of the question. Um, so, I mean, nobody can see into the future, right? But I think it is possible to see the prices go down lower. Um My recommendation, uh, depending on where you live and how easy it is to do this, is that if you see it for like the prices you're seeing it now later on in the year, um, like right around when you think that, uh, sorry, AM5 is going to launch, you could pick one up because that'll put you in the window of like a return period. And if you see it drop further, then you can probably do a price match or if you really have to, a return and rebuy. So if you're really looking to go for like full value, getting like the cheapest possible price, you could do it that way. Uh, it doesn't sound like you're hard up for a uh, upgrade immediately. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with waiting. It really isn't, in my opinion. Well, <sighs> But it's three. I'm looking right now. It's like three ninety nine on Newegg. 
Um, yeah, but this is you're the same person who bought what was it like the 400 gigabyte SD card or whatever it was, and then and I returned like, it's it. It's so cheap. Yeah, it's so cheap. It's like a hundred bucks now, and then like <laughs> you were like, you saw it go down further, and you're like, oh man. Well, but I luckily have re- I returned it, and it w- the price had gone down. I. I guess uh, somebody in the chat saying uh, uh, star fifty three twenty eight says uh, three sixty nine at Micro Center for fifty nine hundred. Yeah. See, come on, I you know. So the thing is, I I think my risk with saying you should wait is like, come on, man, you are getting a twelve core five thousand series CPU. Sure. If you live near Micro Center for three hundred and seventy dollars, sure, four hundred for everybody else. Do you really think that's going to get to 350? And is it worth taking that risk that maybe it's like, you know I, what, this is the end of the line for these. We're just blowing out all the, the inventory. I don't think they're quite at the end of the line yet. And I think that the pressure from Alder Lake isn't necessarily going to abate between now and the uh, towards the, as someone pointed out, December 19th is still fall. So maybe <laughs> till the end of the year. Um so I, I don't think there's this like danger of like oh my god it's gonna go back up to like 450 for a 5800x you know I don't think we're gonna see that I I think it's gonna stick in this like higher 300s range uh, for a while and I think it, there is potential for it to go lower just given the, the other conditions uh, contact circumstances around it. Well, my advice is. Three hundred ninety-nine dollars just to buy it. I mean, if you, you know, maybe it goes down twenty dollars. Well, so uh, he says he he lives an hour away from Micro Center. So three seventy. Yeah, I'd say do it. Yeah, because it's time. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to say, how greedy are you going to get, man? I mean, that was like three hundred seventy dollars for twelve cores. I just feel like well, and and also, I mean, yes, Zen Four is going to be better, but. You know, yeah, you're going to have to buy a whole new board, a whole right. new RAM, you know, all sure. the upgrades around it. You know, I sure. would I would save that money and put it into a better GPU. So drop sure. in a new CPU. Yeah. You know. But the question here isn't whether or yeah. not to upgrade to AM, stay on AM4 or upgrade to AM5 anymore. We're talking well, no, about he did. the time. Yeah, he said, no, should but, he wait until AM5? Yeah. No, no, I know that part. But, like, I'm still saying, like, uh, there is just that timing issue uh-huh. of when to pull the trigger on AM4 as well if he's going to upgrade. So that's the part I'm talking about. I mean, it, but if it's going to go down, we're talking about like maybe tw- like 350 Like, you know, if so like $20. Are There's you willing no to wait way. a couple months for $20? To, like, Some I'm people not, might be. Yeah. <laughs> Some people might be. I just think that we should not assume that everybody is, you know, chomping at the bit. Well, but Matthew Lang keeps giving meeting. us $10 super chats. Save those $10 <laughs> super chats, birthday boy, and, uh, <laughs> and go to Micro Center right now. Thank you, though. Uh, always appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I just so. can't. It's not going to. I think it's, yeah. And then uh, VC Jester gave us a $2 super chat. Thank you so much. Said, uh, follow Elena for more shopping life hacks. Yeah, Elena knows how to work the system. <laughs> and then you go talk to this clerk who works at four o'clock when they have the shift change not as smart he may accidentally <laughs> give you an extra 10 percent off it actually was me in my 20s when i had more energy for the more intricate parts of <laughs> elena was running griffs i think is what it, it turns no. out no <laughs> no i stay up legitimate the side of the law. yeah legitimate legitimate griffs Okay, uh, let's uh, get to a couple more. Uh, here's on Discord. A friend of the show, Ziv, uh, had a question a while ago. I'd like to get a, a laptop in the next month or two. Is it worth waiting for 12th gen Intel or 6000 series Ryzen's uh, to hit more mid-range, meaning sub-1000 
models, in, in their opinion? Or should I pick up 11th gen or Ryzen 5000 series if one goes on a good sale? Usage would be browsing, watching videos, productivity, and some light design type stuff like Photoshop uh, or CAD for 3D printing. So, Can I jump in real quick, Gordon? Just because I was actually literally helping a friend with this last night. Um, I think the important thing that Ziv left out is whether or not they'll be on battery more or on wall power more. Because that, I think, for me, is the big distinction between last gen and current, or like the most current gen stuff. Yeah, I would agree, I would agree with you there, because 6,000 seems to yield pretty decent um, efficiencies. So it might be worth seeing how much better that is, depending on how, whether you run on battery or, or cordless or, or wired. But I... I would say what you're talking about, though, which is browsing, you know, InDesign, light duty design. Basically, you can buy anything you want. You should buy the keyboard you like, the trackpad you like, and the screen and the color, frankly. I mean, honestly, all of these CPUs are so wonderful if you're buying the high end, not the low end junky stuff. But um, I would, especially if you're looking at a like sub 1000. No discrete GPU is going to get yep. your wonderful laptop. So I would say go with the laptop you like and then really sort of make maybe the battery power. But, you know, honestly, any of these laptops where you're it's hard to predict what the actual battery life will be, but they're all generally pretty good. So I mean, before the Mac people jump in here, it's more efficient. I haven't charged my MacBook since 1998. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you don't use it no more. <laughs> uh, well, uh, a follow-up then to this, uh, Sharp Thunder had asked, uh, what's the best laptop, in your opinion, for photo editing on the move? They don't say what they use for the actual application that, for photo editing. Well, I mean, there is only one. Isn't there, is there any <laughs> other photo editing application? Uh, yes. Mm. I, I mean, well, but also there's a difference between deal. there's a difference between editing photos in Photoshop and editing photos in Lightroom. Uh, you know, this is camera a, raw. This is a Nathan R. Jessup answer here. Is there another kind? <laughs> um, I mean, I, either way. Well, because Lightroom does benefit more cores. It can can benefit more cores depending on what you're doing because Lightroom by nature is also yeah, organizing on the exports right. You know what I mean? It's batch. The idea that you're you're organizing a lot of photos where Photoshop you're typically dealing with one at a time. Uh, you know, and so you're you're looking more at lightly threaded. Uh, yeah. So you I, know, I, it does depend a little bit on the the use case. Yeah, and I guess the thing is, what I mean is, there another kind? Is like it's basically Adobe's world. It's Photoshop and Lightroom, and then there's just a bunch of unfortunately losers so um uh, there's a couple people in the chat saying affinity photo is what people use yeah okay we no, just, just uh we just reviewed an asus VivaBook pro 16 16 x oled that actually didn't quite dethrone the uh dell xvx 17 for best content creator laptop that we recommend but that thing looks pretty sweet so i'd recommend checking that out if you're depending on how much money you're looking to spend i think that's around 1500 bucks you probably want something with an SD card reader, too. It makes things a lot easier. Yeah, yeah that's yes. in there. Yes, Gordon. Don't shake your head. People use SD cards. Oh, yeah. Let yep. me take the SD card out of my EOS camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, they all have my, SD cards. My 5D? No, there's no... Not the 1D. The 1D's not... So I, I would say it depends on what you're doing. Um, I would generally... I like high-res panels for editing. 
So, and then also big, bigger is better for me. I'm kind of blind. So these, what's really nice are the 16, 10 aspect ratio panels. If you want to go luxury, because it is just a lot of screen, right? That's why I was recommended this Asus Vivo book. Yeah. Or that's like OLED screen, isn't it? So it's Mm. like pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you want to look at something that's you know DCI-P3 color gamut. I think I think 4K even works in a 15-inch laptop if you're doing photo editing because you can get in on those pixels. So yeah, yeah. Like so- the screen, I think the screen is one of the most important factors I think for photo editing. So pick a good screen you like. Do you you know? Do you yeah. want the discrete? I would sort of say it's actually nice. to uh, I mean, it, I would say it's nice to have, but if you're talking about like a real thin and light laptop with a, a nice, big, awesome screen, but it doesn't come with the screen, I think you're fine. I don't. I mean, you are okay. I, I mean, mean, once again, it depends on workload. But I would say, you know what? Like, you could do it all on CPU and and just be fine. Yeah, you I'm. Can. I'm. I'm way less worried about performance for photo editing. And I was showing my Adobe bias there earlier, but there are a lot of different really unique niche applications that people use with photo link for <clears throat> you know like the hdr photography uh you have all the topaz lab stuff which is incredible uh if, again affinity i don't use it but there are a lot of things that sort of people use in addition to adobe products which are 98 percent of the market i would say if like for me if i were a real photographer and like you're talking about laptop only i would want like an XPS 17 kind of like. I wish the XPS 17 had more ports and all these other things about that. But the big-ass screen, it's high-res. You know, you're getting discrete. You're getting high-core count. I, I like that option. And also, I'm going to say this. I know people are going to lose or lose it, but um, Apple MacBook Pros are awesome for photo people. Mm-hmm. And they sort mm-hmm. of like, they go in that whole photo thing. And <clears throat> if you if you lean that way, don't feel bad about it because they are awesome for photo editing too. So I think, but I sort of like lean as a primary laptop, pushing a lot of photos, go big screen, go discrete GPU, go for decent core count because there are a lot of very advanced, like Lightroom exports helps. You know, there's also a lot of really, really advanced AI stuff now that we're seeing in, in Photoshop as well that sort of push the core count, so that would be kind of the way to go. So I'm just saying that's my recommendation. Big, 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 bad, powerful. Wait, you <laughs> like things that are fast and powerful? That's so weird. No, for <laughs> <laughs> you could edit a photo on, a, you know, a seventh gen KB Lake just fine. It would just be slow. Yeah. I'd, I'd, res I'd, would be I'd, small. I disagree. Just, I don't think you need discrete. I think, I think you're, like, that's like one of the least now priorities. I have to, now I have to show oh. you how wrong you are, Adam. Oh, oh yes, yes, please. Uh, VC Jester follows up with another laptop question from earlier. As somebody with English blood, is there any way we can start oh, measuring boy. the weight of laptops in stones rather than, uh, uh, you know, the metric system? Oh, there's a way we could do it, but we're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe it just I think stone is like deer. You just use that for no no S, right? For even for plural? Yep. Wait, Total was stone. it really a stone based? Yes. Well yeah, it's like how big how big is the stone, right? You know, it's like oh the, the stone, stone is pretty big. Well, is this in the Fred uh, no, Flintstone days? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I I love our, our system because it's the only one I understand, but I do admit it's pretty stupid and arbitrary. But like stone, like how do exa- how exactly do you? One stone is pick- fourteen pounds. Yeah. Oh, 
how did they even get to that? Like, how did they preserve the stone long enough to actually weigh it when we got actual measuring devices? That's what I want to know. You know, I, I can see, because you think about it as the way societies develop, you basically have to have a standardizations and a way to calibrate it. So, you know, of course, the because we're talking about England, we're talking about so probably the crown developed like, okay, one stone. This stone is what our standard metric is. Mm-hmm. And then we basically, your job is to take all these other stones and get ones that weigh the same. And it's just rough. Mm-hmm. So like it's 14 pound-ish. But so now you can then distribute the one stone that everybody can calibrate everything across the... the- Crazy. All right. I checked I the original source for this, the Encyclopedia Britannica, because this is English stuff that we're talking about. <laughs> and apparently stones originally varied from 4 to 32 pounds. Any good-sized rock was chosen... It was any good sized rock is what they used in their local community, and <laughs> its value fluctuated from commodity and region. I mean, it's it's a stone, right? It's like, hey, Imagine. there's a stone. How how much it, how much does it weigh compared to that stone? Oh God. I I like it's your city commerce. It's your yeah. village commerce must have been oh. such a cluster. Oh my God! No, not really. But like our stone is way bigger than your stone. No, but actually that still works because I mean, honestly, you're only trading within because it's in it's town within in, intra town. Like it's like, well, here's here's the calibration stone. So this is how much we're gonna. Can you imagine though, like you send your family member out to get some butter from the other next village over, and you're like, I want point one stone of that. You just get the gigantic block instead of like the little bit you expected. Oh, Elena, you would have loved living back then, though. No, come on, you would have been like, oh, what? You you got that fifty nine hundred X for this much? If you go two villages over, their stones are totally out of whack. You could have got that for half the stone. Really? Two villages away? Because, <laughs> oh, you know, the, our, our village has the large stone. It's just the inflation. It's crazy. Yeah, you got to go where they get the actually, little tiny stones. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, get, getting gas is always more expensive next to a freeway than, than not, you know? So. Yeah. When I hear the news, they're talking about, oh, it might be $5 and less. It's like, what the hell? I haven't seen $5 in California in like months. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a big stone <laughs> i like it okay <laughs> uh and uh, for those wondering one stone is uh 6.35 kilograms just to confuse well, how, it more yeah. i don't who knows uh, it does sound like a completely made up system i mean it's all is. made up right no but made up in like so i can't arbitrary. believe i i sort of like assumed there would be like some system of where they would distribute stones so now everybody knows what one stone is no. In 1389, they assigned a royal statue that fixed the stone of wool at 14 pounds. This is why Monty Python had so much material. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very true. Oh, very true. Uh, okay, a couple more questions and we'll get out of here. Uh, Liquid R, friend of the show, asks, uh, what's uh, the full nerd thoughts on the rumored July uh, release of 40 series, Pure Bunk? What do you think? Big rumor. Yeah, I've seen that drop rumor. It. Uh, I would not be surprised. I think Arc being delayed will make a difference there. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if NVIDIA tries to get out front with a launch event where they showcase it all. And maybe some very limited quantities, but I don't think we'll see it if we see it in July, which I'd be shocked by. I wouldn't be August, September, I, I would be more comfortable with. Uh, it won't be in mass quantities, I wouldn't think. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I think they would, if they do launch in July, it's because they're trying to get out in front of the ARC desktop stuff so that when ARC does launch, 
it's 3070 competitor, then the 4070 is already here with twice the performance or whatever the heck it's going to be. Yeah, even if, even if it's a paper <laughs> launch, you know, it's it's on paper yeah. to say, yeah. hey. <laughs> Have yeah. there had there been like summer GeForce launches though, right? I feel like there have been a couple summer GeForce launches. Uh, August, August, oh, so August, That's August through October is typical. Yeah, so they could push it up just a little further. Yeah, yeah. paper launch it. But I mean, they. I think the other, the sort of X factor in all this is the lockdowns and. Yep. So it's hard to get product right now for everybody. So I wonder if that's that could sort of push it back to August. But I would think they'd want it out sooner. Bef- they want to get up before Intel, I would think. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But p- stuff getting pushed back because of those lockdown and other gas being freaking expensive and everything uh, is the reason I don't think. Even if we do see it, it'll be more of a, hey, this is launching in September, or we have five that you can buy right now kind of a deal. <laughs> Not five SKUs, five carts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be hard to do launches right now because people, there are people sitting in front of books looking at world economies right now and well, where it's all going and so. also you have a lot of 30 series cards on shelves <laughs> you're probably going to piss yep. off a lot of of those retailers yep. <laughs> well and, and that was uh kyle uh, kyle bennett was pointing out to me because i'd said something about why all the cards and he thought well, maybe they're just cleaning out the channel right now because there's just a yep. lot of built-up inventory so that is actually one argument for why you may want to grab a card even though it might go down but it might also just simply go away being replaced with a higher end card that's faster yep. but very much more expensive yep what do you think elena from the you're you want to roll the dice here just like the cpu don't you, you just want to roll no. the dice she's like you know what let's stick with our 1080 ti yeah <laughs> I'm not touching that argument when we need to go to lunch yep let's get out of here i'm hungry Okay. Uh, thanks, everybody. Was, I, I know there's more questions. We'll, we'll, we'll get to them next week. So, sorry. Check back next week for your Fix a PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Every time you do, a uh, upgrader considers risking it all to save $12. Saying questions and comments <laughs> to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon with Brad Charkas. Adios, y'all. Eleni it's more than $12, Gordon. You're right. It's $15. <laughs> and Adam Patrick Murray, who's going to wait? Just roll the dice. I'm going to go Put roll. Put all the chips in the middle. Yeah, I'm going to roll the stones. Uh, my stones, I got all of them. I'm going to roll them. Uh, thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.